Welcome to Dynasty Theory, your source for everything Dynasty fantasy football. With your host, John Bauer. I'm looking to sell everybody price-dependent. Dan LaMagna. Too much dysfunction in Cleveland. And Mitch Sorensen. Well, it's hard to compete with excellence. Another week is in the books, and we are back with yet another episode of Dynasty Theory. 184th episode, guys. We're going strong. I'm your host, John Bauer. Make sure you check out all the extra goodies here at Dynasty Theory in the show description, whether you're watching on YouTube, listening on the podcast feed. We got Dan LaMagna over there with a, a chain in his Cowboys gear, a, Woo! Uh, a Cowboy towel over there. What's up, Dan? Did my Cowboys stop scoring yet? I'm not sure. They, they still might be on the field scoring points, JB, you know? Man, good to see you guys as always. I'm on a high here. You know, got back from the, the Dallas trip uh, just last night, went to work today, and here we are. Um, but excited about the show. I, I said I'd, on the Discord that I'd have like one scouting nugget. So, you know, as I scouted the game up close and personal. So I might save that for the final thoughts. You know, we'll, we'll kind of keep our listeners hanging. But uh, guys, what a trip, man. It's uh, but good, good to be back. I, I was like trying to watch football from Texas, from my family's house, leading up to the game. So I was still ready for the show. It looks like you had a good time. It was a good outcome for you. You didn't have to... Uh, Come back with your head hung in embarrassment because you guys couldn't beat the the Lily Colts. That was little, something. I was nervous for a little while. Three quarters, it, it was a game, you know. But you know, I was rocking the chain and got the new Lamb jersey, and it just became like the world's largest Cowboys party in the fourth quarter. You know, eighty thousand of my friends. It was it was fabulous. I just missed Odell though. We did. I, I didn't coordinate the la- as well as I did the last <laughs> time I went to Texas when I was hanging with Des, Lenny, and McColl. But it, it's okay, you know. All right, I can't hear about the Cowboys anymore. What's up, Mitch? <laughs> What's going on? So we've been watching like a lot of TV shows. It's getting cold. You know, we're in Utah, so it's like 20 degrees at all times. So we've been watching a lot of Handmaid's Tale. And like there's a lot of shows you could watch, and after you're done watching them, like you could still feel okay about yourself. That show is like the most depressing show I've ever seen in my life. But we're vested now. We're like on the second season. So now we got to continue to watch it. And I mean, it's it's pretty rough. What show did you say? Handmaid's Tale. Handmaid, what channel? What network? It's on Hulu. Hulu. Hulu has it. Yeah. JB, it's you're you're normally the right. I try to ha- talk on into it. Three minutes behind on our Discord watching Hulu guy until, until you've been cheating the last couple of weeks. But I I've been busy, man. I I mean I, I've been busy, but I I'm not opposed to it. I just listen. I always I, I Mar and I have been talking about this, and I don't want to take away from the football talk here. We do want to get into it. But by the time the workday is done and, and you feed the kids and you eat and you get them prepared for bed, and if it's not a Monday night watching football, Sunday night watching football, Thursday night watching football, Saturday night watching college football, Tuesday night doing our show, I'm beat, man. I can't. I don't have time for a new show. I am exhausted. I throw repeats of The Office, Seinfeld, whatever. Modern Family. We were just watching Modern Family before the show. Welcome to the two child life, man. Oh, Oh, one you could do stuff. You have the second one. It's like, well, there goes my life. (laughs) No more zone defense. You know, you got a man up. You got a man up now, JB. It's two on two here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm used to dealing with two kids here on Dynasty Theory. So I've been I've been preparing (laughs) for that. All right. There's no cool segue here. This week's episode of Dynasty Theory is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped's performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. 
Join over 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. Exclusive offer, guys. It helps us out. You're going to love the, love the product. 20% off. Free worldwide shipping. Code Theory20. Remember, we're, we're ready for hibernation. We're, we're gearing up for winter. But you don't need to look like a, a bear getting ready for hibernation. All right? Take care of yourself. Clean up. Clean up. Lawnmower. Weed Whacker. Code Theory20. All right, guys, week 13 is in the books. We have one more week, one more week in most fantasy regular seasons. Of course, there's always going to be leagues that it's a little bit different. Maybe the playoffs start in week 14. Maybe for some reason they start in week 16, you know, whatever the case may be. But we do have some things, some takeaways from week 13. We want to discuss some some injury news. It seems like injury news is just consuming the dynasty theory podcast recently. And this week is no different. So I want to start with Lamar Jackson. I have seen, and hopefully your trade deadline is not passed. Hopefully, because a lot of the actionable takeaways here that we're going to discuss, you need to be able to trade. Right. And I, I, I said this last week, people, Oh, grumble, grumble, grumble. I don't, uh, there should be no trade deadlines. Well, unfortunately, there are. But in the situations that there aren't, so Lamar Jackson, he is going to be out, it sounds like, one to three weeks. It's not season-ending. It's not you know something catastrophic. But I have seen so many trades involving Lamar Jackson today. Three of them centered around Kylo Murray coming back. And I know, Mitch, how that makes you feel, but I want I want to let you express yourself here. Not just Kyler Murray specifically, right. but you have Lamar Jackson on your team. What are you doing? You know, I have a lot of thoughts, but I want, to, I want you to lead it right. off. I mean, if I have Lamar Jackson, my team's probably not. It's probably playoff contending, but it's not one of the top two teams more than likely because he hasn't been a top two quarterback this season, right? So honestly, what I'm doing on the teams, I have him on quite a few teams because I did a lot of those Kyler and I added to Kyler to get to Lamar kind of trades this offseason. Um, I would just try to get Huntley. If I have to add trade for a little bit of fab just to make sure I'm getting at this point, there's a lot of people that are checked out, like the people who they're already rebuilding, they're going to the draft. They don't want Huntley's points on their team, so they're not going after to get him. Um other competitors probably already spent their fab. You know, I can't remember. We were talking about someone last week, John, and you were like, who are you going to spend your fab on? And all of a sudden there's like, I could spend it on Tyler Huntley. I could do that. It was Donovan Knight. It was. Yeah, it was. And he popped off this week. He had a nice little week. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so, back to Lamar. Yeah, That's just what I was. Um, it's a one to three week thing. So it's not something that I'm extremely worried about. We're going to bring up a guy later. I would go after Purdy as well. I think he's completely okay to get. Do I think he's going to be good? No, but he could probably fill a super flex spot with what's going on in the league right now. I know I love to ride jokes into the ground. Uh, you know, I, I get a chuckle one time, and I'm like this in any situation with you guys on the show, in our Discord at home, and I just keep going. If I get a chuckle, man, I keep going. But how many times was it Tony Romo announcing that 49ers game? Man, that was purdy. Oh, <laughs> who, who, who was the one announcer? They said it over and I'm like, listen, if I think you're, you're killing a joke, you're killing a joke. Mm-hmm. All <laughs> right. So sticking with Lamar Jackson here, Dan, do you share the same mindset that as opposed to pivoting off of Lamar Jackson for a higher end move, 
that it's kind of like we've talked about it in the past with the Kyle Pitts situation with so many higher end assets, you're better off patchworking lower end pieces than making a big splash move. I definitely lean that way. Cause you know, if we're talking about Kyler Murray and I think Mitch and I have both expressed how we feel about Kyler Murray. Like I just don't, he lacks a lot of leadership for me. The Cardinals have a lot more concerns. I hate to give up Lamar for Kyler and you're probably, you know, hopefully you're getting more. I think some of the trades you're talking about JB, I think there was more involved today. Um, but I'd hate to see Lamar be back next week and then you're stuck with Kyler Murray. And I don't want to say stuck. It's not like he's terrible. I mean, as much as I'm frustrated sometimes with Kyler, it is it can be a fantasy-friendly Cardinals offense when everything's clicking and everyone's healthy and whatnot. Um, but I do feel bad for Lamar owners, you know, and I, I think Salazar kind of mentioned that very well there. Um, it is the worst timing ever. Trying to find the right cue there. Sorry. Dan, uh, Dan for, for our YouTube Star- listeners. Nobody wants to see me saying hey to everyone. Right? But, uh, you know, if you can't get Huntley, you know, hey, could you get another elite quarterback? And because that's a big blow right now. Let's do the math. There's six teams on a bye. You're in a super flex league that leaves 24 potential quarterbacks at two per team until Mitch and John hoard the quarterbacks in that league. And then you don't even have that many available in super flex. And then you get two injuries this week with Lamar and Jimmy. And then you spent your money last week on Zonovan Knight. Like you could really be in a predicament this week. So I do feel bad. And, and that's, you know, I think the value of listening to dynasty theory every week. And, you know, I think we've talked about quarterbacks and stashing quarterbacks just a few weeks ago, whether it's for this stretch run or for next season. Uh, Mitch, you mentioned Tyler Huntley potentially being on your waivers. Yeah. He's not out there in any of my leagues. I haven't looked that up yet. I I, just, I went on Dynasty Planet. That's a free resource that we always use. It, it is a lifesaver. This is not. That's why I brought up Purdy as well because I'm okay grabbing Purdy. I mean, now he is. I don't available. want to jump into Jimmy G already, but well, I'll Purdy is available in a lot of leagues <laughs> in and all leagues. I. He he actually is rostered in a few. I, I don't know well, what sure. happened, but he is rostered. But whatever I have left, I'm going to use my Zonovan Knight spiel. Spend it. Spend it. What are we saving it for, guys? Unless you're in a league, some you know it carries over, then I can see a situation where maybe you want to be a little bit more frugal. But uh, I'm trying to find... Let me, Give me a minute here. John, I kind of have a feeling that you've said that multiple times this year, and it was just wasn't about Zonovan Knight. I think we've heard this spend your fab, but it could have been like week three or four that you were saying it. <laughs> oh, I say in the preseason, guys. I say, <laughs> you're like, but even more so now, though, yeah, to, yeah. To, to his defense there. If you, when, you, know, if when, you have it now, there's, there's, there's something wrong. When I was a young lad, and this isn't a joke or anything, but... <laughs> You, you would get your, your allowance money. You know, other kids, they're saving up for, for bigger ticket items. I, w- I, would, I would just blow it right away. Oh, yeah. It, on just garbage. It's no different than 35-year-old JB <laughs> going to the waiver wire in the preseason just buying absolute garbage. All right, guys. Uh, JB, this before is- you... Before, before you go to that, like I think there's also like a hidden lesson here. And I'm a little mad at myself because I have two Garoppolo shares in Dynasty, one in redraft. And in most leagues, like all of them, like I always, especially our deeper ones, I try to handcuff my quarterbacks. Now, Tyler Huntley's like Captain Obvious because we've, we've gotten to see him before. Mm-hmm. We kind of know there's something there. 
I didn't even know Brock Purdy was the Niners quarterback. And I'm a little Same. mad at myself Same. for not <laughs> trying to handcuff Jimmy Garoppolo. And, you know, and, and I think I'm fortunate in the leagues that I do have them where I have a little more depth because Garoppolo was kind of that uh, gamble in the preseason, of, you know, drafting him because we didn't know his status. But I really do wish I even thought about handcuffing him before now. All right, Mitch, Lamar Jackson or Tua? Now, these are all so difficult, right? Because am, am I contending? So are we the fifth seed right now? I'm sorry? Am I the fifth seed in the playoffs right now? Is that what like I'm assuming I am? Because if I'm one and two, I'm probably willing to give up a week or two and let Lamar come back. If I'm battling for that final playoff spot, maybe I'd be more willing to do the push and go for Tua. Here's another question. You, here, you're you're in all of these scenarios that we're going to spit out. Mm-hmm. You're fourth in the standings. Yep. But it it is so tight. Uh you could bounce up to 2 potentially if things go right yeah. or you could fall to 6. So it's super tight. Two of them. Dan. Can I ask Mitch, let me ask Mitch a question first. I want to cheat, oh. JB. Let oh. me cheat. Yeah. Cuz cuz Mitch is known for this and he he's probably the only person that I've read his the strategy maybe in the discord Mitch very often is as heavy as the three of us are on super flex. You have often said you don't always have to start two quarterbacks in that mm-hmm. super flex. Like if you have the bench depth, maybe he's got a hot James cook or pick whoever you like. I'm sure both of you can think of someone. Do you panic and take Tua? Cause I definitely like Lamar as much as I'm a Tua guy. Yeah. I like Lamar more than Tua. Do I ride out James cook for one to three weeks or someone that could potentially score? 10 plus points. It's just, it's because Tua got brought up. Tua is so safe, I think, now. As long as he's in that offense, he has Tyreek, he has Waddle, he could lose one, and that offense is still going to be okay. So if it was someone besides, like if it was Kyler, I would still take Lamar today over Kyler, even though Kyler's giving me points for the next two weeks. And although JB's giving you a one for one, do you need something with Tua to give up Lamar? Or you, you, no, I would just do it. Yeah. In that situation, I would. If I was the eighth seed and I wasn't making playoffs, I'd just keep Lamar. And so I think overall, we all, for the most part, would say keep Lamar, explore another option, mm-hmm. right? Unless yeah. it's the perfect storm, and I, you know, you, you need you need to win this week, or you go from fourth to seventh, maybe. Like, I do have some standings that are super tight. If I have a team where I have Cooper Cup. Let's say if a rebuilding team has someone like Daniel Jones, I might try to send Cooper Cup for Daniel Jones and just see what the counter is on it. Yeah. JB, let me ask you a question this time. I'm going to put ping pong back and forth here. You've got, a, I know both of you guys have a ton of leagues. JB, you have some leagues that are, I think you're in one of those real high stake leagues, but you have some that you invest in a little more. And then we have some of our smaller ones. Does that factor in how bad you want to win? Like if you're in contention for a nice, pretty prize, 100%. Hey, Give me Miami's production and Tua versus, you know what? I'm more concerned about just building this roster. The prize money isn't as huge as much as I'd like to win it. Any thoughts there? 100%. I mean, I would like to say I have my process. I'm going to stick to it, and that's it. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to build this the right way, and I'm going I'm to play it out. But when you see that dollar, and I, I say this every episode, mm-hmm. I'm a human being, guys. Are you? Yeah. I have my vices. You guys know that. <laughs> I I wanted to find every casino in Can. 
even though the, that town shuts down after five o'clock, there was nothing. Yeah, there's uh, nothing fun to do. With yeah, we we got Taco Bell delivered at midnight. We did. We did. Uh, that was a pretty wild night. I got the the hot sauce, not even mild. I got hot. You know, I I would again. I would like to say that doesn't come into play, but there are some leagues. I I, I do make that push. You know, and if if it crumbles and it doesn't pan out the way I am hoping, yeah, it certainly could backfire. But on the other hand, things fall right. You know, you're taking home some money. So uh, let's see here. We have some uh, Salazar. I'll take Tua over Jackson. Okay. B Hart. Uh, playing the waiver game is exhausting this week. Look at the standings, see who's where. Da, 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 da. Okay. AJ, I agree as well. Two is seems safe for this year and possibly next year too with Lamar's contract situation. Wild statement to say compared to the beginning of the season. So yeah, I mean, maybe in every situation you just go two over Lamar and you're kind of getting the, the advantage of, I mean, it's tough to say somebody that got knocked out two weeks in a row is a safer asset, right? <laughs> but hopefully he stays healthy. So Ty, you know, I, we talked about Lamar overall. I think we, we share our, our uh, similar thoughts there, but Dan Tyler Huntley, how much are you willing to move? Let's say you're sitting there. You're, you're a solid playoff team. Okay. You're not just going to, you know, limp into the playoffs. You have your, well, we know Dan doesn't have his first round pick. He, let's say you have your second, third, and fourth next year. And again, you're a playoff team. Where do you draw the line in what you're looking to move for Tyler Huntley, realistically? I'd have no problem moving to third and fourth. Second's going to be a late second because we're talking about a contending team right now. Per, if, I can't, if I can't get Purdy, because we're talking about Huntley. So, I mean, if I can't get one of, if I can't get Purdy on the free agent wire, I would go after Huntley. But I don't want to mortgage too much because I really do believe at most I'm going to have one to two weeks. So I'm going to go back to my question to Mitch and I'm going to look at my bench and say, hey, if I've got somebody I can start for one to two weeks, there's no way I'm moving that second. I would move a third easily because, again, a lot lot happens over the course of the week, too. You might have that one guy on your bench and then all of a sudden he pulls up on a practice report with some Mm -hmm. kind of nagging injury and then you have nobody going into game day. So I'd like to have a couple options on my bench if possible for that super flex spot throughout the season. If, you know, it was bi-week related or injury related um, and, you know, just reading up on Huntley a little bit. I mean, he hasn't always lit the world on fire. It's his legs that kind of give him the, the fantasy value, but he he's, he's had a little bit, of, he's had his ups and downs as a, as a backup quarterback. So don't overpay, see if he could get Purdy. If not a third, again, if, now, if my bench was depleted and I really have, you know, I'm playing one of you guys and we're, it's going to be a game that I need to get into the playoffs this week and all is on the line. Hey, take that second. I, I've got to make sure that every spot is at least has a shot. And we talk about Huntley and yeah, he is propped up by his rushing production against the Denver Broncos defense in week 13. He came in relief 27 to 32. A through the interception had less than 200 passing yards, but still he, he is one of the better backups in the league and he's a restricted free agent after the 2022 season. So we'll see how that plays out, but who's to say that Lamar doesn't end up elsewhere with the way this contract situation is played. And they're like, Hey, we'll just stick with Huntley for this year. 
So he's one of those quarterbacks that very well, and we kind of touched on this last week, Dan, you ran through a list of names and I believe we both mentioned Huntley and it, it comes to fruition here, you know? So he's stepping in, getting an opportunity at least one week against the Steelers here. We'll see if it's more, but then he could potentially return value next year. Whereas, and it, that, man, that would have been a great segue there. You know, I'm all about segues, but Mitch Huntley or 23 third. Do I need Huntley? Then yeah, I'll probably, I'll send a third for just about anybody at this point. If it improves my chances of getting money at the end of the year, Dan Huntley or Terrace Marshall. That's a trade that went through. If I'm competing Huntley, if I'm not, I'm a, I like, I like Marshall a little bit. There's, there's some promise there. If Carolina can find a quarterback next year, it looks like overall 23 third is the price. One, two, three, somehow there was a Michael Gallup. I'm sorry, Michael, cover your ears. Michael Gallup in a 23 third for Tyler Huntley. Jeez Ooh. Louise. That's something. Oh, my Gallup that good is- last week, man. Woo. Two touchdowns, two touchdowns. <laughs> I was thinking, uh, yeah, I knew you liked that, JB. Yeah, let's get a few more targets. And unfortunately, I benched, I benched several of my shares. But anyway, so Tyler Huntley, somebody that we do believe, I do believe that could return some value here beyond 2022. But then we have the Jimmy G injury. And speaking of returning value after 2023 or after 22, I, I think we all see Brock Purdy as, hey, a Mike White situation. You yep. have right now. Yep. This is it. But great news for Jimmy Garoppolo, guys, and my 20-some shares. Great news, <laughs> great news for John. This is really what this is. Not, not a list, Frank. And there is the possibility that he is back potentially for the NFL playoffs. So mm-hmm. for our purposes, he's done this year. But it's not going to be a situation like last year where he's riding out the entire offseason injured. And he you know, can't visit other teams and all that good stuff. So he, he has the opportunity to show out there if Brock Purdy can lead them to the playoffs here. So Mitch, mm-hmm. Purdy or Huntley, rest of C Well... So he can't even do rest of the season because Huntley's not going to play the rest of the season. Yeah, so you pretty much have to go Purdy. Like, if I have to choose one, I'll probably go Purdy. I agree. And you're getting him off of the waiver wire mm-hmm. as opposed to trading for Huntley, who you, maybe you get one week. But there's the potential for future production, so you got to weigh that. Yep, yep. I, with Jimmy... I'm really waiting for any team he goes to, and I want to trade him immediately. Because <clears throat> sadly, at this point, he's been with San Francisco for seven years. He's played 16 games once. He's played 15 games once, and he never played over 10 games a season besides that. Yeah. it's At this point, we like to call other players, you know, injury prone, whatever you want to say. But at this point, the dude can't stay healthy. I do think someone's going to go out and give him a deal. I won't be shocked for him to go out and get a two-year deal with like $35 million guaranteed or something like that. Um, but I'm really just looking for that hype piece now that I can immediately move him off my teams. Because if I can't, like if having a quarterback on my team and I can't trust you after week 10 in every single year, then like I always try to build my teams with three quarterbacks, but at that point I might as well have four. I think you got to be careful there, though, because this Niners situation is really interesting. So we start with saying Purdy over Huntley, which I think I think it's consensus to the three of us just based on opportunity as far as games played this year and the weapons around him. 
And then you're talking about cost to acquire and cost to acquire all the above. And then when you talk about Jimmy though, Mitch, like, I don't know if I believe in Trey Lance next year. Like I'm not, I'm not forgetting that piece. Like they might need Jimmy Garoppolo, the Niners, even better. You can trade him when he goes back to the 49ers or does he go somewhere else? And maybe Brock Purdy's the guy you want. We'll have to wait and see. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> I'm really, I'm really curious what the Niners do this offseason. That's probably a future episode of Dynasty Theory. But so, really, there, there's not much actionable takeaways here or advice. I mean, it's go get Brock Purdy off your waiver wire. Yep. And uh, again, all in, spend it. If you did, if you have anything left over after Zonovan Knight last week, spend all right, it. Dan. Dan, we- I have one. I have one for you, and same for John afterwards. So we talked about the quarterbacks. Are you changing who you're willing to start 49ers-wise skill players? Are you still willing to start Debo, Kittle, all of those guys? And do you feel the same about any Ravens outside of Mark Andrews? So for the Niners, I start them all. And I I kind of view Brock Purdy as like a system quarterback. I just feel like they're going to put him in the perfect situation. McCaffrey's going to get all his catches. The receivers are too talented. So I have no hesitation. And then we've seen Huntley and, Huntley and Andrews do some good things in the past. So I'm very confident there. I wasn't confident with many other Ravens players with Lamar. Right. So never mind, you know, going to Huntley. You know, Duvernay a little bit. Like if you're deep, deep, deep leagues, every once in a while, he could catch us, you know, get you 10 points. But um, so no t- with, with Huntley there. Funny, you go to Duvernay after mark andrews you're you're, you're missing demarcus robinson yeah. yeah but i'm saying it's, it's again now it's huntley huntley so i, I hope I don't and he just had eight targets he just had eight targets with yeah. huntley uh but i i agree and i again this is a clean sweep for the 49ers i think you know we see this time and time again where bad quarterbacks come in and mitch you you nail this point you drive it home and it's it really is uh, I think 100% true. When you have mid to higher end wide receivers or tight ends and you have a bad quarterback come in, that's their safety valve. They're going, they're going. Look at all the quarterbacks DeAndre Hopkins flourished with. Yep. Everybody except, I think, Brock Osweiler, right? Nobody could flourish with him. But you lose a high end quarterback or you lose a high end wide receiver, the high end quarterback, we see they tend to struggle. But you know, so with that said, with Brock Purdy coming in, I this this last week we saw forty pass attempts, thirty-seven came from Purdy, ten targets for McCaffrey, ten for Debo, nine for Ayuk. <coughs> I hate when I don't get to the mute button. I hate it because nobody wants to hear me cough. Anyway, so from one game sample, George Kittle is the one that that suffered a little bit. Right. Right. But again, it's a one-game sample. Does that carry forward? For the time being, I like the idea of Debo. I still like Ayuk. I still like McCaffrey. Uh, and then, like you guys said, for the Ravens, I'm going to start whoever I felt comfortable starting before. And it was Mark Andrews. Yep, that was it. So until Bateman comes back and he can just lay goose eggs in our starting lineups. And I, I know DeMarcus, has had a, DeMarcus Robinson's had a few games. I know if someone does have him in deep league on your roster, he's had weeks of like 12, 20, and 11. I just – it's a tough pill for me to swallow to just have him in a lineup and him goose egg me and have that regrets. Why did I start DeMarcus Robinson? So with Huntley, I, I'm just not brave enough to take that chance. And then one last – I'm not saying go out and like, yeah, I'm excited. I'm jacked to yeah, start DeMarcus Robinson. 
been playing devil's advocate. You mentioned Devin Duvernay. But it was Mitch's question. It was with Huntley now, do you still start these guys? And my my answer would be no to Mar- Demarcus Robinson. I'm just not brave enough. And then one last thought on Purdy is some there are a couple deep leagues we're in that someone else does have them on a roster. And if I needed someone in that super flex, I if I really need someone in that super flex, I'd trade a third for for Pur- Purdy. If you had the option, if if Mitch and I both came to you and said, I'll give you Huntley for a third. I'll give you Purdy for a third. Who do you take? I'm taking Purdy. I want to ride out the rest of the season. He's a young kid. We'll see what he could do in the future. Yeah, agree. All right. Every injury in Seattle seems to be just the most mind-boggling <laughs> injury of all time. We've never seen an injury like this, says Pete Carroll. Uh, is it a foot ankle injury for Walker? It, well, they called it a jammed foot, I think. Yeah. So is that the scientific, uh, the medical? That's Pete Carroll's version of it. So yeah, it's probably pretty scientific, I'd say. All right. <laughs> so we got a jammed foot for Kenneth Walker. Now this is just, Mitch. You you made a comment in the Discord today, and I wasn't sure like if you were just saying it or you, you really wanted it. You said basically. Rest up, my prince. Put him on IR. Done. <laughs> just, just because. So here's the thing, right? So fantasy playoffs. That's what we're looking for. We're looking for the next four weeks, right? Uh, the Seahawks get the Panthers. He's not going to be back. Let's say he magically gets back in two weeks, right? Seahawks have to play the 49ers, the Chiefs, and the Jets. Like if I had to name three teams outside the Steelers who I don't want to see like a running back go against. Those would be the three teams right now. So I'm like, no, put him on the side. And then I saw Pete Carroll's talk about maybe Penny would come back at some point this year. And I'm just like, I, I don't understand it. Like, just just let him rest. Play your DJ Dallas. He'll get you 40 yards and probably won't catch the ball because they don't catch the ball either. And then we'll just not play any Seattle running backs. I got, are you talking to you know fantasy owners to let him rest, or are you telling Seattle to let him rest? Because the Seahawks are seven and five right now. Like this is a contending ball club. I, I care about me. I don't care about the Seahawks. All right, I can't challenge you then, because that's yeah. at least your full disclosure there. Selfish, selfish person over there. But like, I think there's a lot of uncertainty. I think we have to hope for the best with this ankle, foot, whatever injury he has. Um, they're still saying he's not out this week. They signed Wayne Gallman, your boy, JB. Maybe maybe your Wayne Gallman's doing the Undertaker gif there, and he's, he's rising from the dead. But, Gallmaniacs uh, D- unite. Gallmaniacs. Let's go. It could happen. DJ Dallas and Tra- Travis Homer are also banged up. So, like, there's nobody running the ball in Seattle right now. Cody Jones Gallen, is there, maybe. too, baby. All Cody my Jones. guys are coming back. We are, we are digging deep to, tonight, boys. Um, but I think you got to just wait and see how this plays out, and hopefully he comes back sooner than other, later because that's another big blow for Dynasty owners. I mean, like, these are the – this this is crunch time. This is it. You're either fighting for your spot or you're fighting for seeding or whatever it may be, and you lose your star back. That that hurts. So, so Mitch, I think you should be, like, lighting candles back there praying for Walker to come back this weekend. Mitch, you have Kenneth Walker shares. If your trade deadline hasn't passed, yep. are you doing anything – no, because I still think he's going to be a top five-ish dynasty running back going into next year, and there's just not a lot of guys that could have that. I can't believe you even asked that, JB. You know he's got yeah. a statue somewhere in his house of Kenneth Walker there, <laughs> how much he's praised him this season. 
Well, first of all, I'm dying over here. I'm hacking up a lung. I've been on mute every three seconds. So if you're watching on YouTube, I, I apologize for the disgusting display. But I'm not. I'm not saying give them away. Let Let's say you get a return that you're like, okay, that's intriguing. Um, is it something that you would explore a little bit more with this this jammed appendage? No, no. I'm he's someone I want on my team, just like Brees Hall. I never really wanted to move Brees Hall. I would much rather keep him because those young, good running backs are very hard to come by. And I'm just not going to move them just to make a playoff push to where, hey, maybe I'll get third and get my money back. That's that's not enough for me to move off a running back like that. All right. Agreed. Baker Mayfield goes to the Rams. I, I'm begging you. If you have Baker Mayfield on a roster and somebody comes to you and they show interest, get them off your roster. And listen, 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 listen. We all want to be optimistic with our guys, right? We all want to say... This is the spot. This is the time. It didn't pan out in Cleveland, but it's because he played through injuries. Coaching wasn't great. It didn't pan out in Carolina. Well, the weapons around him weren't great. You know, it just wasn't meshing. They 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 grant his release. The Rams put a waiver claim in for him. Have you seen that Rams team? I don't even know half of the guys out there anymore. So he goes to a, a terrible situation that has Bryce Perkins or uh, Wolford playing quarterback. Uh, Dan, suit up. You might be in next week, buddy. I would, I wouldn't mind competing then, you know, and I might not throw the ball just so I don't turn it over and I'll just run the ball until I get hurt. But I think Carolina might be a more talented roster. I think they are than the Rams. I thought, I thought yes. And we've watched PJ Walker and Sam Darnold do something that Baker could not. So I don't know how many examples we need of Baker not making it in the National Football League before we give up. And even if he was granted a starting job in a couple weeks and I couldn't get Brock Purdy and I couldn't get Tyler Huntley, I would probably start Devontae Parker before I started Baker Mayfield. Like, I'm just that far out on him. So if you could move him. And, I th- and I'm not just, you know, trying to, you know, get uh, ratings here because I think I traded Baker last week for a buck fab in one league. And then you guys know that. Like, that, that's actual fact. I traded him for a dollar fab just to get him off my roster so I could pick up a depth piece. And I think I have one or two more shares of Baker that I'm, I'm trying to move. But I, I need more than a dollar fab now because he, he does actually have a team with no quarterbacks that are good. Yeah, I, I have a few shares. I'll, give me a third. Get, I mean, and unless it's one of those situations where – I had Lamar Jackson, um, and maybe he misses two weeks, like we mentioned earlier in the show. And then I'll just hold him and see what happens. I do think he gets at least one game there in Los Angeles by default. I mean, it's it not might- because he's he's out playing the competition. I think they're just going to say, all right, let's let's get out there. I think they said they'll sell a couple more tickets to make up that $1.5 million that contract that they had to pick up that I didn't even know the Rams had to spend because we, we know how you know they, they've really invested a lot in some big salaries there. But this speaks more, again, we've talked in recent episodes, the dysfunction of the Rams, and like they're the only team to put a claim in on them. Out of 32, the only team to put a claim in on them. You know, and $1.5 million? For what? Why, why are you paying $1.5 million when you're out of contention? Like, you're not competing this year. I, I, I can't quite grasp that. No, I wonder if they honestly put it in thinking the 49ers would too, or some other team would, and they just grabbed him just to see because they could cut him tomorrow, you know, and it wouldn't be a But big they're on the deal. hook for 1.5 million. 
you're 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 hurting yourself instead of really like you're really hurting the Niners. I mean, do you want them to lose that bad? I, I have to do some deep digging and soul searching to figure out why this makes sense for the Rams. And maybe there is something. Are they worried about Stafford's injury? I know that's in your show notes here, JB. We know they don't have high draft capital. Are they that desperate? I think they will be. So I'll just looking at Stafford. So here's the funny thing. I typed in Matthew Stafford over the cap in Google. Do you know what pops up? Russell Wilson contract over the cap. Because everyone's searching for Russell Wilson's cap oh, sure. numbers. But um, so something kind of interesting with Stafford is the third day of the 20. 20- um, NFL year on the third day, he gets 37 million guaranteed over the following two seasons. So I think we'll probably find out with Stafford pretty quickly with, you know, that sort of big money looming, how he feels, how it's going to go moving forward. I think if we find out in March, that'll be pretty good, but Baker's not the answer no matter what. Um, like John said, if anyone will give you like Dan one fab, I get two, he gone. <laughs> And and I'm sure there's gonna be plenty of people that they they want to see that silver lining and they want to say, well, you know, this, 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 this. I just just cut just you gotta draw up and get rid of all hope here. You know, like save yourself the agony. And you know, I we all have those guys that we backed at one time or another. Well, oh man, that he could pop off this time. And you just have that ounce of hope. Just, just move on. It's over. Move on. To to go to Carolina, where we thought was going to be a better situation for him, and it wasn't. And two different coaching staffs and coordinators mm-hmm. in Carolina too, because they went through a transition. Each coach gave him a chance, and it, he failed on both coaches miserably. Like not even close. So it it is time to move on. All right, All right. Matthew Stafford spinal contusion. Mitch, you, you talked about the contract yep. already and yep. and how we should know sooner rather than later. Uh, I I know there's a lot of opportunities to go out and acquire Matthew Stafford at a discount, mm-hmm. even at a, a 10 to 20% discount. I, I just don't feel comfortable. I, I would say because of how they perform this year, because of what we saw from Stafford, because of the injuries – and it, even if he in, in March comes back and says like, oh, you know, I'm good. I'm playing this year, blah, blah, blah. How much more expensive is he really going to be at that point in time than right now? Yeah, And even so, do you want him? That Rams offensive line, like Dan's brought up many times, it's going to be very, very hard for them to put together a good core. It, it just is. They don't have, they spent the money elsewhere. They decided the offensive line can be a weakness. We've seen what happens if your offensive line is a weakness now, right? And I can't have Stafford on my team behind a bad offensive line. I've seen it happen with the Lions. We've seen it happen with the Rams now. I'm not going to go into next year with him on my teams if the offensive line looks the same way because he can't hold up. And it's not his fault. No one can hold up taking as many hits as he has. And so in my view, like you almost hope he comes back so you can move some shares. If there's someone who's like the 22 Daniel Jones, I'd trade him for that same version, you know, next year. Mitch, we're in a league together. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
okay. I so my quarterback room in this in this league, it's two eighty nine. Oh, yeah. I, I was like, I was like, I this quarterback room, Lamar Jackson and Dak. Okay, and then Lamar misses a week, and I was like, I have so much strong depth. Well, depth. I Russell Wilson, Ooh. trash. Carson Wentz injured. <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo injured. I and then I I know somewhere I have a quarterback room. That at least one that has Stafford and Russ, and I was like, "Oh my god, I feel so good about this. I feel so good." What I, and then, what I don't understand is like the Rams. Like sometimes I think Sean McVay is is a intel, highly intelligent coach, mm-hmm. and they get Stafford killed. That you know, I mentioned in past episodes, worried about Cooper Cup just taking a beat in, and, and he did. And then all of a sudden, like all these stars are out, and they start playing this conservative offense, and like. Cam Akers all of a sudden starts getting some yards. Like, like, what what am I missing? Like, why didn't you take that conservative approach? Maybe try to keep Stafford, like, Mm kind of like the Cowboys did with Cooper Rush. Like, the Cowboys were really bad week one, and then something like light bulb went off, and they just played smart football with Rush. And then Dak came back, and they said, hey, we're going to still play that smart football. We're going to push the ball a little bit more because Dak's got some, you know, better ability than Cooper Rush. Why couldn't they do that in the first place with Stafford? So I am interested to see, like, where the Rams go, you know, is Cam Akers their guy again? You know, they let Daryl Henderson go, you know, John's saying no, but like he was talented. I just, what are the Rams doing? So I don't know. Tutu Atwell's even getting the ball finally, boys. That's my guy. All right. That's too, too much talk about Tutu Atwell. Uh, but you know, you brought up Cam Akers again. If, if that opened a window, him falling into the end zone twice, ship him out too off your dynasty rosters. All right. If he can somewhat have some what of an inflated price compared to where he was a week or two ago, I'm shipping him off. Hey, Mitch, you're contending. Mm-hmm. Let's talk. You could use Cam Akers. Yeah, if I'm contending, I probably cannot use Cam Akers because my team doesn't <laughs> suck enough to want Cam Akers. That's, that's not fair, though, because there are some <laughs> rosters that all three of us I know have that are contending but still have some weak spots. Not to mention six teams have a bye this week. It could be a critical week. Cam Akers has provided fantasy production in the last couple of weeks. Yes. I'm not uh, saying you're not- going to overpay for Cam <laughs> Akers, but, I mean, he's got a pulse again. But, again, if, if this drives up the market. And now the, the players that Dan says, well, he has a pulse again, I know what you're going out and offering, Dan. We're talking, it's not know- what, I'm not going to sell Akers for what you're offering. <laughs> Sometimes I surprise people, JB. It depends what I have to offer. I, I have made some trades where Acres may have been involved. It could happen. It could happen. Yeah, we'll see. But again, this is one of those players that if people are just boom, oh, they see the fantasy points. I'll give you a second in Wayne Gallman for him, JB. So you're thinking about it. That, that would be a very fair offer, Dan. Much more credit than I... And I'd probably give you better than Wayne Gallman. I just wanted to throw a guy out that I knew you liked and we were just, just talking Gallman, about. But it would be yeah. a guy better than Gallman. Call me neck. All right, guys. Uh, I, on your show notes, I put mm-hmm. pl- playoff push rapid fire. Okay. So you're going for a playoff push here. You have one of these guys, but you have the chance to swap. It's almost like the Monty Hall situation. You pick a door and then you can switch eventually if you'd like. So, Mitch. Yep. Let, let me get through the whole thing in a full PPR. Do you prefer Damian Pierce for the playoffs, who has the Chiefs, Titans, and Jaguars, or Ramondre Stevenson, who has the Raiders, Bengals, and Dolphins? 
Stevenson, not close. Not even close, JB. Is that the best not, you got? Not even close. Okay. Even close. You got a high school offense versus stud, <laughs> stud running back. Holy cow. I am so right. far out on Pierce. Thank you, Mitch. I, I appreciated right. your conviction and your answer. Yes, sir. All right. Well, we, we worked out the issues. That's just that's just the first question. <laughs> All right. Dan, Derrick Henry against the Chargers, the Texans, the Cowboys, Cowboys Week 17 matchup, or Dalvin Cook against the Colts, Giants, and that Swiss cheese Packers defense in Week 17. Dalvin Cook. Same. All right. So... I think a lot of people, you look at them lined up one for one, they might prefer Derrick Henry straight up. Like, just not not looking at that three-week mm-hmm. window. Right. There, there, there's issues in Tennessee right now, though. That that was something that was kind of on my mind Robinson, going into yeah. today. And I, it's even though I was in Texas, that was the one game I watched closely in the day versus the Eagles because I was really hoping Tennessee could give them something. And I couldn't be any more frustrated watching Derrick Henry. And then you throw that matchup schedule on top of it, JB. It's issues in Tennessee and bad matchups. Dalvin's a smash. But I was, I was, I gave you my rapid fire answer before. You opened up the the, the context around it. You did. Normally, you, normally you yell at me when I when I give context around rapid fire. I did, I did not do that until you asked. I hate that dead air because I I hate having to cut it out. But I'm proud of you, Dan. Well, anyway, so. You, you might be able to do a little pivot opportunity there from Derrick Henry to Dalvin Cook because people hate Dalvin Cook. Mm-hmm. They hate him. But now with the question marks around the, the uh, general manager situation in Tennessee, do we see a changing of the guard? Do we see, do we see Tannehill get benched? I mean, like they're, they're what, one week away from clinching a, a playoff spot or the mm-hmm. – like that's crazy. If their GM provided them any O-line help and any wide receiver help, that team would be dangerous. It's just not there. You know, it's just great coaching and a few pieces. Yeah, well, when you weren't looking to pay A.J. Brown, it makes sense to ship him off and then get Caleb Burks. Anyway, Kirk Cousins against the Colts, the Giants, the Packers, and this is to Mitch first, or Daniel Jones, Commanders, Vikings, Colts. Oh, Cousins. Give me the dude that has Justin Jefferson. Yeah, Cousins. Okay. I thought maybe there would be a little bit of – you'd be thinking a little bit about that. Okay. Uh, last one, another quarterback situation. Dan, Derek Carr against the Patriots, Steelers, and 49ers. Or Mac Jones. Derek Carr. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll answer as quick as I can so we don't have to hear you cough. Guys, Holy I am I, I am so sorry. Do you have water you? over there? Do you need my sorry, water? I, I do I, have I water. The screen, you know, I'd give it to you. But uh, the, the Raiders are heating up, too, by the way. Three in a row. They're, they're, they're buying in. They're, they're figuring things out. And, you know, maybe too late for their plo- – you know, any postseason hosts, but they are figuring it out. All right. Well, before I, I just die on the air here. Final thoughts. Dan, what do you got? Final thoughts. Two final thoughts. One's just a continuation of some of the, the chat I see in the notes there. Someone mentioned uh, even Sam Darnold over Baker and whatnot. I will say there is something like Carolina's playing okay. DJ Morris came alive a little bit when it's anybody not Baker Mayfield at quarterback. I think Sam Darnold rides it out unless he struggles, and then maybe they go back to P.J. Walker. But I think that's another situation. That's an alternative if you're desperate in that flip-flex spot for a quarterback. You can't get Purdy. You can't get Huntley or Huntley short-term. I have like one or two rosters where I don't have to use them, but if someone got hurt on me or I did need it, I have Darnold and Walker, and it just, it just gives you a depth piece. Mm-hmm. And then my other final thought is in my Dallas trip, but you know, 50-yard line behind the sidelines when I wasn't watching the cheerleaders – I, I said I was going to give a scout. I was going to give a scouting report, 
and it's not even a Cowboys note here. All right. They're a little hard on Like, I wish this team had an O-line. I really do. Like when you are up close and personal, it just does not do television justice for how big Michael Pittman and Jelani Woods are. They are some big boys, man, out there running routes. And I wish they had time. Like Matt Ryan is a quarterback where I, I agree his time's up or, and or going to be up. But I kind of feel bad for him because he's in a situation with no coach and no offensive line. And that's not a good situation for Matt Ryan ever. But Jelani Woods, boys, like I'm not going to talk about Pittman because we've covered him a lot. But he looks like William the Refrigerator Perry running routes. Like he is like a man against boys. And even when he had a big fumble in that last game, next series, they went right back to him. And he gets open. Like, I think there's something there. And I know I'm trying to trade from him for Mitch. So, Mitch, don't don't don't, don't dig too deep in this. I, I could be <laughs> this wrong. Makes okay? sense now. I like I, it. I, I, I went after Jelani a little bit today, but I really like watching that kid. He's only in his rookie season, and he is a freaking house that could run. Um, and he got open sometimes versus Dallas, and they're pretty stingy versus the tight end. Now, I know he only had like five fantasy points. You, you lost two for a fumble, or it would have been seven. But I think there could be something there. That's my final thought if you made it through the show. And John's coughing. Mitch, what do you got? <laughs> I was just going to say, um, I didn't really hit him that close, but Tony Jones and DJ Dallas, I don't think they're worth picking up at all. I don't think any running back in that Seattle offense is worth picking up. So I would not waste any fab you have left there, and I would just go after the quarterbacks instead, even if it means just stealing them from another team that would need them. If Kenneth Walker does miss time, I think it's wheels up for the passing offense, even yeah. more so than we've Good already point. seen. Tyler Lockett. There we go. All right, we're going to keep this short before I again, hack up the rest of my lung. For Mitch Sorensen, Dan LaMagna, I'm John Bauer. Thanks for joining. We'll catch everybody next week. Peace. Good luck in the final week of the regular season.